Mindful eating feels like a buzzword in the health industry. Several disciplines discuss mindfulness, even around something like money, being mindful of where and how you spend your money, be mindful of your breath, be mindful of how you speak with others and how you parent your children. Being mindful can come across as a bit of a fad. However, it actually is really important that we be aware of our actions. Often we can go through life on autopilot and you might end up in 10 years wondering where the hell the time went. In this episode, we will unpack why it is so hard to bring that awareness, especially to food, and how we can eat mindfully after bariatric surgery. Let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Soraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. Mindfulness really means to bring awareness and be conscious of what you're doing in that moment. It is not thinking about what has happened in the past, and it also isn't thinking about what's going to happen in the next few hours or the future. It is the here and now. Like now, you are listening to this podcast, but no doubt you're doing something else, such as scrolling your phone, driving, walking, or cooking. In our day-to-day lives, We are often multitasking and it's a big battle for attention, no matter where you look. So why is it important to be mindful? Being mindful, particularly around your food, will help you, one, choose meal options that align to your goals. For example, if you took five minutes to plan your meals for the next 24 hours, you would consume more protein than meals that you didn't actually plan because you quickly put them together. As a consequence, you'd then also struggle with your hunger. Number two, remind yourself to not wash the food too quickly through your stomach. If you're mindful, you will become more satisfied with meals as you would be conscious of stopping your fluids half an hour before your meal and then starting again half an hour later. Number three, you will be full and satisfied for longer. When we eat slowly, one of those satiety hormones, leptin, will have enough time to tell the brain that you're satisfied and to put the fork down. Then you will stop eating at that point, which will prevent discomfort and reduce the risk of overeating. Number four, reverse the weight regain after weight loss surgery or at least slow the rate of weight gain. The reason why this occurs is inevitably You are more conscious of your food choices and thus know that you're satisfied and less likely to confuse those thirst signals for hunger and take that extra mouthful when you know that you are full. So being mindful around meals will ensure that your environment is a positive influence and when you note any preoccupations in your mind or in your day-to-day actions, if you are able to stop what you're doing bring the focus to the meal and bring yourself back to the present moment, you will be more likely to succeed in changing your thoughts and feelings around food and particularly implementing this lifestyle. It is really difficult to live a bariatric lifestyle. I get that. But being mindful will help you be able to be in control and feel less overwhelmed 
more often. So it's really important to try incorporate at least one meal a day that you are really mindful of eating. Food is necessary for survival. It is also necessary for health. However, we do not only eat for fuel. There are environmental, social, emotional, and physical reasons as to why we eat. Sometimes we might find ourselves in the habit of eating because it's there, eating when we get home from work because we're quote-unquote hungry, but it could also be just a habit that we have. We could find ourselves eating in front of the TV as something to do, or eating a whole bucket of popcorn whilst being distracted watching a new film. Being more mindful around meals is an important strategy to manage weight regain. However, I acknowledge that it is quite a challenge. To start being more mindful around food, start taking some time to plan or pre-plan your meals. Portion out your plate at the kitchen bench or keep to a meal plan or meal suggestions that were previously decided. This way, you know that the meal is not ad hoc. When it is time to eat, take a breath. Appreciate the meal in front of you. This will bring your breath back to the present. Then start eating the protein food first, as we do after weight loss surgery. Chop up your food small, so to the size of an Australian $2 coin. Chew that piece of food for 20 times, at least until a puree consistency. Remember, with either the gastric sleeve or the gastric bypass, the stomach has largely changed and it doesn't do that churning pattern as it normally did preoperatively. So the gut's role, particularly the stomach's role, is to churn that food to turn it into a juice so that the intestines then can digest it and absorb. There isn't any churning going on in the intestines because it's a peristalsis movement, which is like a worm moving the food through. So if you aren't chewing your food well, you're going to get bloating, discomfort, and possibly pain because your body can't do that as well after bariatric surgery. There just isn't that capability to do so. So lesson here, chew your food. Then I want you to wait 20 seconds at least between mouthfuls. You might find it helpful to set a timer. I've had some patients sit on their hands. I've had some people read a page of a magazine or a book. Although that may seem mindless, it's only one page, then they return back to the meal. Doing this will help you make sure that you do not eat past that point of fullness. Finally, try allow your meals to last 20 to 30 minutes. We really want those hunger signals to then turn into fullness signals so we reduce the risk of overeating. If you work on that alone, you should notice that you may be eating less and subsequently see a shift in your weight or an improvement in your goals of what you're looking at, whether it be centimeters, whether it be weight, whatever you're measuring. Apart from food, we also need to discuss fluids and drinks. As the holiday season is upon us at the time of recording, I felt that it was pertinent to also discuss alcohol consumption. When we discuss mindfulness, it's not only food we do need to be conscious of. Alcohol provides a significant amount of empty calories and little to no benefit to our bodies. It is preferentially digested, meaning that it's processed first before anything else you've already eaten for that day. It additionally increases your risk of vitamin depletion, particularly the B vitamin group. After bariatric surgery, it also increases your blood alcohol concentration by two or three times the rate that it did preoperatively. So you might also like to think of it as one drink is like having two or three after weight loss surgery, and this will give you the memory that 
you might be picked up on the side of the road by law enforcement and your BAC or your blood alcohol concentration would be significantly higher even after just one drink. And the pure difference is the digestion time, smaller surface area of the stomach, which means that the alcohol absorbs faster. And the reason for this is because the surface area of the pouch or the stomach is smaller, so it allows the absorption of the alcohol to be quicker. So if you choose to drink alcohol and are working on reversing your weight regain after bariatric surgery, here are some strategies. Number one, have personal rules around alcohol consumption. These work really well, and I have several clients that employ this. So one of these rules might be, for example, I only drink with people and never drink alone. This will limit that drinking for the sake of drinking behavior. Number two, I only drink two drinks per session and I take a cab or an Uber home. This person is then thinking in their mind, yes, one drink is like having three. If I have two, it's like having six. I'm definitely not going to take the risk to drink and drive. And another rule could be I don't drink alcohol and cook dinner at the same time. Multitasking may increase how much you drink, which goes against what your goals may be. Similarly, it may be a way to be mindless around your drinking. Another strategy that some of my patients use is having a glass of water between alcoholic drinks. Not only are some alcoholic drinks dehydrating, I'm looking at you, beer, this could be a way to slow down your consumption and to help bring mindfulness and control into how much alcohol you're drinking for that occasion. Another strategy, which is our third strategy, is eating something substantial, like a substantial main meal, prior to drinking alcohol. If you drink on an empty stomach, the alcohol will be absorbed faster, leading you to get drunk or tipsy sooner. Slowing down the alcohol consumption will help you make better choices. And the fourth strategy is if you struggle to not have alcohol daily, you may need to see your primary health provider, as you may be struggling with alcohol transfer addiction. As I've mentioned in the previous episodes, it is a common occurrence that can happen after the surgery. So if you can take or leave alcohol, that's not an issue. But if it is a daily habit that you can't not drink, that's a red flag. And we should address that from a health perspective. So I hope these tips help with managing your alcohol intake. These can be difficult conversations. So if anything came up for you that was uncomfortable, try explore that further with someone on your support team. Before we wrap up this episode, I wanted to run you through a mindfulness exercise to demonstrate how mindfulness can be done. So this is a really basic mindfulness exercise and you can use your favorite food. So I'm going to use chocolate for this example. Basically, we're really going to eat this food with our mind. And you'll see what I mean once we get to the end. So let's get started. First, I want you to sit comfortably with your back straight, feet flat on the floor and hands in your lap. Breathing through your nose, focus on your breath, moving in and out of your body. If physical sensations or thoughts interrupt your meditation, note the experience and then return your focus to the breath. Tune into the awareness or sensation that you have in your body of feeling hungry, thirsty, or maybe even feeling full. If you were going to eat or drink something right now, what are you hungry for? What is your body hungry for? What is your body thirsty for? Just pay attention and notice this with awareness and the sensations that give you this information. Now bring your attention to the item in your hand and imagine that you're seeing it for the first time. Imagine that you're holding your favorite food in your hand 
and observe with curiosity as you pay attention and notice the colour, the shape, the texture and the size. Is there anything else that you notice, sense or feel? Now place the item between your fingers. Feel the texture, the temperature and ridges. You might notice some smoothness or stickiness. Again, notice if you have any thoughts, sensations or emotions at this time. Continue to breathe and be fully present in the moment. Take the piece of food and bring it towards your nose and smell it with your full awareness. Notice if you have any memories, sensations or reactions in your body. Even before you eat it, you may notice that you begin to have a digestive response in your body by just noticing and smelling. With full awareness of your hand moving towards your mouth, place the object or your favorite food into your mouth without chewing or swallowing it. Just allow it to be in your mouth, roll it around to different parts of your mouth and tongue. Notice the flavor and texture. Notice the physical sensations within your body especially the mouth and your gut. Continue to breathe as you explore the sensation of having your favorite food in your mouth. Next, just take one bite and notice the flavor. Notice the change of texture. Then, very slowly, begin to chew this piece of food and notice the parts of your mouth that are involved in chewing. Notice the sound and movement of chewing as you continue to notice the sensations and flavor. When you are ready, swallow this item and notice the path it follows from your mouth and throat into your stomach. Notice the sensation and taste that may linger in your mouth. Connect again to your body and your breath and notice your experience in this moment. How is that? Take some time to reflect about that experience and see if you can integrate some of that mindfulness into your bariatric journey. Remember to take note of your surroundings and food on your plate and really live in that present moment. Enjoy your food and drinks this week. I really look forward to chatting with you again shortly. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au and reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time. 